Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I hope by now you subscribe to my podcast and I'm excited to share another episode with you. This podcast is all about creating the future of servant leadership and helping more people to find true purpose and meaning to life. Today I have an amazing guest with me. Her name is Amberly Largo and she's a leading expert in the field of resilience, transformation and health and wellness. She's the best-selling author of True Grit and Grace and she empowers people all over the world by sharing her story of how she turned a tragedy into triumph. Without further ado, let's get straight into it. Please help me welcome onto the first podcast of mine is Amberly Largo. Amberly, thank you so much for being here. I'm super grateful that you said yes for being on here. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my goodness. I feel so honored right now. And I love that we have been able, yeah, it's been like a couple of years Uh that I feel like we connect every day because I'm always inspired by your posts. And I did my first live on Instagram with you. (laughs) So I'm so honored to be doing your first podcast. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, I still remember actually doing that live and you were saying that the first time uh, someone's ever invited you for a live on Instagram and I was just like, let's do it. Like, I'm excited. Yes. And it was a big deal for me because I, like I've told you before, I'm a little, I'm a little bit technically challenged. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, how do you do this? And, but we figured it out. <laughs> Definitely we did. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I had a couple of people actually that when I told them, let's go live together on Instagram, they were um, very kind of nervous. I wouldn't say they were shy. They were just very nervous. Um, and I said, Hey, you know what? Look, I'm going to hold your hand. Let's do this together. Like you're already such an inspiring person. You just need to be yourself and just share, just share from the heart, talk from the heart. You don't have to be yeah. someone that you're not, just, just be yourself. And Yes, yeah. I think we have to get out of our head and just stay in our heart. And uh-huh. that's what I always tell myself, especially, you know, I think your mind can, I can start to go round and round with my thoughts and I'm just like, okay, out of my head, stay in my heart, speak from the heart and the words will come out the way they're supposed to. <laughs> For sure. Most I, of the time. <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, sometimes we do. We, we do obviously get caught up into um, saying things that we didn't really want to say, but it just kind of slips out. <laughs> yes. I, in fact, I just had someone message me. Um, I had said something about having a never ending resource of resilience within yourself. And somebody had said, where do you come up with this stuff? And I'm like, honestly, I sit in the morning and have quiet time. And sometimes I, when I write later, I look back and go, where did that come from? What was I thinking? (laughs) And so, yeah, I think uh, sometimes I've always heard that when you give a talk and you don't even remember what you said, that sometimes those are the best talks because they Uh did come from your heart. Definitely. Um, I think that's, that's also something that happens with me a lot. I mean, when I, when I create my content and my posts, I also get some people message me saying like, how the hell do you come up with so much content? Where does it all come from? How do you come up with new things every day? And I think just like you said, spot on, like sometimes when we have that quiet time to ourselves and to reflect and just to realign ourselves, we come up with the most amazing creative things that we know will inspire others. But we do yes. it so genuinely from the heart that they feel it. People feel that that we write with, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like we were talking before and I said, you know, it really comes across your, 
big heart and your authenticity. And um, it's just been such a joy getting to know you over the past couple of years. So when you asked me to be on, I was like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> oh, I'm so grateful, honestly. You don't know how much it means to me because um, you know, being starting this podcast fresh and you know, completely brand new with no clue what I'm doing. I just thought I'm going to do a podcast because it's the next big thing. I'm already way behind. And I was like, I don't want to waste any more time. I just need to get all the people that I know. And it wasn't even like specific. It wasn't like, oh, I need to um, just go on Instagram and add everyone. It was just literally like, who inspires me on the platforms that I'm on right now? You are one of them. And I was like, you're the first person I saw that popped up. And I was like, Amberly, I need to, I need to just ask her. <laughs> I need to ask her to be on here. Oh, so I'm super grateful you. that you're here. Thank I really you. want, you're welcome. Um, I really wanted you to kind of share with everyone listening right now, um, basically your story. I know it's, I know it's, they can always go on TED, uh, on the YouTube TEDx talk and get to know a lot more in detail, but just like very, the, the main parts of your story, if you can share that with everyone, I think honestly, people will get the goosebumps that I do. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Well, I think, you know, sometimes in life we, we are on this path and, for me, I had a very clear plan of what exactly my life was going to look like. I knew exactly when, where, and how everything was going to happen until it didn't go that way. <laughs> I was, you know, I had um, just been married a few years. We had a baby that was only two years old. My fitness career was really taken off. I was nationally recognized as a fitness coach sponsored by Nike. I was doing fitness videos and basically my whole life was fitness. It was not only my passion, but it was my livelihood. And, you know, I grew up a dancer and running track and I didn't really realize it at the time, but my whole way of dealing with things was to run. So whether I was happy, sad, depressed, anxious, um, I would go run. And that was the only tool I really had in my toolbox. And I was on my way home from work and I was on my Harley and I was hit by an SUV. And I remember every detail from the accident, from the time that I saw the SUV and I thought they saw me from the moment that I tried to jump off my motorcycle um, because I didn't have time to even really get out of the way. He was going so fast and T-boned me. And I remember sliding across the asphalt and thinking, oh, I hope another car doesn't hit me. And the crazy thing is when, I, when I'm laying in the street and I look down at my leg and I see that, you know, it's broken into pieces and my foot is off, just held on by skin and blood is squirting from when I say squirting, it's because with every pulse, there was a gush of blood that came out. And the first like thought, one of the first thoughts I had was, oh, this can't be good. I'm going to have to train clients on crutches for a while. And I had no idea how drastic, how that it was life-threatening that my femoral artery was severed. And I had no idea how this was going to change the whole course, uh, the whole, my whole path, my whole journey, that my world would be completely turned upside down. I was rushed to the emergency room and put in induced coma. And the first thing that I learned when I woke up was they were going to amputate my leg. 
And I had a 1% chance of saving my leg from amputation. And because it was pretty much like a, they described it as like a war wound. Like it was just completely crushed. They were able to um, put the severed femoral artery back together, but they said, there's, there's no way around it. There's no way your leg is going to survive this. The risk of infection, the chances of you having a normal life, we need to amputate. And I fought hard to keep it. I don't know who bets on 1% chances, but I did. And I found a doctor, one doctor that was willing to try to save it. And it took 34 surgeries and months in the hospital. And I really thought, the worst was over. I thought, okay, I got through this. Healing's pretty linear. I'm just going to keep getting better, keep getting stronger. I'm going to be back to my normal life. And about three and a half months after my accident, I was then diagnosed with a nerve disease dubbed the suicide disease because it leaves you in constant chronic pain. It's ranked highest on the pain scale and there's no known cure. So just when I thought, you know, I went into the doctor and I thought he was going to give me good news and be so proud of me because I was out of my hospital bed when, you know, they said it would take two years for me to walk again and I was already on crutches and I'm diagnosed with this nerve disease, I was devastated. And, you know, I thought, I thought that getting hit by an SUV was rock bottom and no, I had to dig a little bit deeper and get into the pain that came along with this injury. And that, that pain led me down a really a road of darkness where I went from having such a big life and so outgoing. And it, it led me to a place where I was completely hopeless. I lost my career, my joy. I lost my confidence. Um, I hated my leg because it was so scarred up and it didn't work properly. And now I'm going to have to live in pain every single day. And my pain has been my biggest teacher and I've learned so much from it. And it's now my passion to share the new tools that I had to dig so deep and go through so much to learn and I want to share these tools with others who may be going through a hard time. Maybe they didn't, you know, <laughs> I, the good Lord hopes that I didn't, they don't get hit by an SUV, but you know, if you lost your job, if you lost a loved one, if you're full of anxiety, if you're depressed, cause I was certainly depressed. Um, my really, my sincere wish is to share the tools that I have learned with others so that they can climb out of that darkness or overcome their adversity or walk through fear or get rid of the doubts. And so thanks for having me on. Cause I would love to share those tools. No, that was, that was for sure. I mean, that was even sitting here right now, listening to you again, like all my hair is like, literally I'm just shivering, you know, like every time I hear your story, it's just. It's, it's nothing like out of the ordinary. So it's like something that most of us don't ever come across or we would never, never think it would happen to us. But um, I, always, I always like to say to people like you should, I think it was Steve Jobs that said that you should live every day like it's your last, but you should plan like you're going to live a hundred years. Yeah, that's really good. I love that. And, and I think that that kind of mindset, well, I know everything that I've been through has definitely shifted my mindset and just having the ability to kind of gather your thoughts and go, okay, wait a minute. 
what am I doing? What, what are my priorities? What's really important? Mm -hmm. And I think that my mindset, well, it's been a whole transformation. It's been, it's not just, it hasn't just been a physical transformation, but it's been a mental and emotional and spiritual transformation as well. And I had a friend who was hit by a car and had to have, you know, surgery and was really upset and really angry. And I think anger is part of the healing process, but you know, she, she said, you know, I, I'm just tired of being God's punching bag. And I said, no, I never viewed it like that. I, I viewed it as, you know, I, God, sometimes when I talk about God, sometimes people get freaked out the universe, light, whatever you want to say, I had to believe in a power bigger than me and the power that is bigger than me. I call God. And I feel like through this whole journey, God has been walking with me. And I believe that things happen, unfortunate things happen. And we can either say, oh, why me? Or we can say, okay, what's next? What's next? What am I learning from this? What did I learn? And what can I do from this? How can I turn this tragedy into a triumph? And so when things aren't going my way, or when I I'm feel like I'm being rejected, or I am rejected. I know that it's because I'm being redirected onto the path that is meant for me. I love that. I love that. It's so amazing how you just said how you went from, from being felt like being rejected to redirection. I think that's just so powerful because I think a lot of people, I think all of us actually at one point in our life, we do face rejection in some form. And most people just feel like that's it. You know, I've, I'm rejected. I keep getting rejected. Maybe it's job offers or um, people that apply for university or just things that they re get rejected in general in life by, I don't know, maybe a relationship. And, oh, yeah. You know, and people just feel like that's it. You know, they, like you said, they always say, why me? Mm -hmm. Instead of that, they should just be like, okay, just like you said. Um, try me. Try me. Exactly. They should just <laughs> be like, try me. You know, what, what's okay. next? Bring, bring it on kind of mindset. Yes, I'll, I'll never forget. I was at this big conference in Salt Lake City and I was one of the speakers and all the other speakers had, you know, this huge entourage with them. And, you know, they're, I mean, they deservingly so because they're the, they were the top speakers in the world, not just the United States, the world. It was Mel Robbins know. and Brendan Burchard and Jay Shetty and Lewis Howes. And, and then there was me. <laughs> it was like, just, it's just me, you know, and luckily I was blessed and I had the opportunity to share the stage with them. And we were awesome. sitting at this, um, round table in the green room. And there was a guy, a man that I didn't know that was sitting next to me and we're eating and I'm listening to some of the other people that were sitting there and I'm just taking it all in. And the guy looks at me and he goes, Oh, who are you here with? And I said, Oh, just, it's me. I'm here with me. And I, I wish I would have said, I'm Amberly Lago. I'm the author of True Grit and Grace. You know, I wish yeah. I would have said that, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I just said, Oh, it's just me. And, um, we sat there for a little while and he, and then I looked at him and I said, well, who are you here with? And he said, Oh, I'm here with Jay Lewis and Mel Robbins. And I was like, Oh, okay. We sat there a little bit longer and I said, well, what exactly do you do for Jay and Mel and Lewis? And he goes, oh, well, I'm a boutique agent. And I said, oh, that's awesome. I need an agent. And he goes, oh, no, no, no. 
I'm, I'm a boutique agent. And then he turned his shoulder on me and I was oh, wow. so rejected. And I felt like I was punched in the gut. Like it physically, it may, I felt it and I felt it physically and it hurt. And oh my gosh, I had to go out for a walk and use all the tools that I've learned because I've had plenty of practice with being rejected. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I had to shift my whole mindset because I was about to go on stage and Uh go talk in front of a thousand, 2000 people. And I had to get my thoughts together and shift my mindset really quick. And it was one of those things where I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to use this to motivate me. I am going to be such a successful speaker that they are going to be wanting to represent me in the future, you know? And I just, I used that. If we use our failures and if we use those times where we're being rejected, it's up to us to kind of re like reset our mind and And that's why I think it's so important. And I do this every morning. I get grounded, I get centered and I focus on what, what is it that I believe and why am I doing this? If I focus on my why, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. All that other stuff, it doesn't matter. You are so centered and focused on your why. And the reason I'm doing it is I'm not doing it for myself or I'm doing this because I want to show others that no matter what your circumstances are, no matter if your circumstances have been narrowed by your possibilities. Look, I was told I'd be wheelchair bound for the rest of my life. I was told there is no way that I can ever be a personal trainer again. I was told I'd be permanently disabled and I wouldn't work. And for sure I would never run again. And guess what? I work a full-time job. I can chase after my daughter. I may not run the way I used to, but I have a full life. And I think that once we realize that we have a choice is when we take our power back. Definitely. That's so powerful. So powerful. I mean, just like you just said, I mean, it's it's making me think a lot actually about like times in my life also that I've been rejected. Um, And like I can only imagine how you were feeling when that guy said that to you, but oh well, I've had so much practice with rejection. I mean, being a being a uh, professional dancer in the entertainment business That's for true. years, there were times when you would stand in a line and they would just go down the line, and it was pretty harsh. And they'd be like, "Okay, too fat, too skinny, too tall, too short. Ah, no, you're not good enough. No, mm, work on that." You know. So I had a lot of practice. Yeah being rejected. And so I think if you're not being rejected, you're not doing enough because you have to jump out of your comfort zone and go for those things that you, you know what, maybe you're not ready yet. And that's what I tell myself. I'm okay. I'm not ready yet. And Mm -hmm. I know that, but I will be. And so it's just building those baby steps, baby steps. And it's guiding you to exactly where you need to be. And I feel like sometimes we go through things and we don't realize why the hell we're going through. And we're like, Mm. oh my God, this is so hard. Why am I going through this? And then you realize later on down the line, how much resilience it has built within you, how much strength it has built within you and how much power and confidence and courage you have gained through going through these things. Yeah. Nice. You 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 hit the nail on the head. It's spot on because sometimes like I believe 
obviously like we go through things in life and everything just happens for some divine reason that we don't even know is we can't comprehend it it's like everything just falls into place and we are supposed to go through rejection and failures and you again you said it spot on we i think the people that don't get rejected enough don't actually get to learn how to overcome it if you haven't gone through enough of it how do you know how do you know how to, what to learn from or how to become better for that same situation if it ever comes up again in future mm-hmm. um, and i just think like I just tell people, go and fail more. Like go and try things, fail more. Just post that next content. You know, make that video that you're so scared to do. Come live with me. Like I just try. Yeah, push, I try scary. push people. It's scary at first, but the more yeah. you do something, the less scary it is for me. Exactly. Um, when I'm in fear, I know. Like when I'm in fear, like let me tell you, with before, you know, when I got asked to do the TEDx talk, I thought it was a dream of mine, and I thought. I would be so excited that I would be jumping up and down with excitement. And when I got the news, when they called and asked me to do one in Berkeley for their 10th anniversary, which was like a big deal because it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest TEDx staged, it's a very prestigious stage. And they're asking me to really think about what is the most important lesson that I've learned in life and share that in 14 minutes or less. I was so terrified. I sat on the couch. I couldn't do anything. I was like frozen with fear. And I was like, okay, I've got to do something. I got to get out of this fear. And so what I did every time I was nervous is I would get up and I would do something about it. I would take a baby step and try to make an outline for what I was going to be talking about. I would get up and then practice it. I would get up, even if it was 830 at night, I would say, okay, I got to go. I got to go upstairs in my office and, and practice my talk really quick. And my husband was like, you do talks all the time. What's the big deal? Like you, you've got this, you, what do you do? You share all, you do presentations all the time. And I was like, but no, this is a TEDx. It's so different. And no, this is so different. (laughs) So I was so nervous up until the point that I got on stage and I connect with the audience. And that has been my most favorite part of my whole entire journey is just connecting with people and you know i love amazing by the way it was such an amazing tedx talk honestly thank you it uh, let me thank you for saying that thank you for even taking the time to watch and i am telling you when i got the email that they're like your tedx is live it's on youtube it took me four days before i could watch it Four. I couldn't watch it. Wow. I was like, oh, oh no, I'm not ready to see that yet. I just, I'm not ready to see it. But I did right away. The first person I called was my 11 year old daughter. I was at work with a client and I was like, oh my gosh, my YouTube videos up. And so I called Ruby and I was like, Ruby, my TEDx talk is up. Can you go to it and just put a thumbs up and a comment? Cause she knows all about YouTube and she always makes videos and she's like, just if you like my video, do a thumbs up and drop a comment below. And so she knows that whole lingo. So I was like, yeah, Ruby, do a thumbs up and do a comment. (laughs) So she texts me, of course she got to it right away and she texts me right back and she goes, well, I left a comment, go look at the comment. And I said, 
um, I don't see a comment, you know, me being technically challenged. She goes, scroll down. I'm like, I am scrolling down. And she goes, mom, scroll down further, keep scrolling. And I scrolled down and the comment that she left was, this is a Ted talk about finding your superpower of resilience. And wow. she left a comment saying, I love Chipotle. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh. I love Chipotle. What does that even mean? We don't ever even eat there. What does that mean? And so that was my first comment, I think, on on uh, my YouTube videos. I love Chipotle. I need to go check like, that, actually. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, whatever. Okay, thank you. And she goes, well, you shouldn't be asking me for comments. I'm 11, mom. <laughs> oh, she's so, I love her so much. Just look, she's just seeing so her from the fun. stories on Instagram. It's so just, much fun. She, oh. she looks like a whole bundle of joy. She's just so cute. And the stuff that I see she, she comes up with on your Instagram stories is just so funny. Oh my gosh. You should see the videos that I don't post, that I'll <laughs> be doing a video and she will come up and start twerking or yeah. she will start saying something that's really inappropriate. We just have fun. You know, yeah. it's my children. My oldest one is away at college. And so I don't get to see her as often, but my children have been my biggest inspirations. Mm -hmm. They were my reason to, to even, they were my courage to reach out for help and reaching out for help was the, probably the scariest and the boldest thing that I've ever done because, you know, I was taught that being vulnerable was not okay, that you don't ask for help, that you just, you know, you it sh showing weakness was not a part of growing up in Texas. You just don't do that. Yeah. And it took a lot of courage to reach out for help. And they were the main reason I reached out for help because I wanted to get better. I wanted to be better. I wanted to be a clear present mom. And I'm grateful for the grace of God that I am able to, to be clear and present and be there for them. Maybe some days it's not in the ways that I would prefer. And I have to tell you, even last night, um, Ruby and I had gone out for a bike ride and Ruby, she loves to run. And I was a runner. I was a miler and I set a state record in Texas for the mile and the half mile, which I'm sure has been beaten many times over by now. Cause that was a long time ago. But, um, my youngest Ruby loves to run. And last night she's like, mom, really can we run down to the boulevard? How far is that? I was like, it's exactly a mile. She goes, okay, so it'd be two miles. We could run back and forth. And I said, oh, I wish I could run with you. And I told my husband, I said, I so wish, I said, it's such a shame that I can't run. I said, we would have had the best time running together. And I started going into that pity party of, I wish I could do that. You know, like I said, I can chase after her, but I can't run for exercise the way I used to because of my CRPS. And he said, well, Amberly, you can just ride your bike alongside her. And I, I said, you know what? You're right. And I think it's so important to have those people around us that when we aren't thinking right or we're going down, spiraling down into that pity party to snap us out of that and go get us to think in a different way. Yeah. And that's why I love 
our tribe on, on our social media, because I feel like we're a family and I feel like we've got each other's back and we inspire each other. And for me, having that community to lean in on when I'm having a hard day with pain and then also being able to cheer other people on when they're having a hard day, man, that's magic. That is magic because, you know, I tried doing it alone and it didn't work (laughs) at all, did not work well. And so I have found that having that community to support, you know, each other going through things and celebrating our small wins along the way with us has made the difference. It has been a huge part of my recovery journey. For sure. I I totally agree. I think that when we surround ourselves with those with those positive minded people and those people that uplift us and encourage us and in, in what we're doing, they help so much. I mean, they, they are what drives me and fuel me every single day. The comments and the DMS I get from people just appreciating and, and getting so much value from something so simple that you share, just some words on a quote or a video mm-hmm. that I put together, you know, just having that. Well, community. your videos are amazing. Come on. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I'm so grateful because um, I, like I always share with everyone when I'm making the videos that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so excited to share them. And every week I say the same thing. I'm excited to share them because I just get, before I even post it, while I'm editing the video, I'm just so, number one, I'm so grateful that, um, that I have the opportunity or I have the mindset today that I can share so much of what I'm learning with others just because it's not even my knowledge. It's other smarter people's knowledge that I'm just sharing in my own view. Um, and I think it's so powerful because when, when other people relate to that and can connect straight to my heart, I, I can just feel that energy just from the social media platforms that this person actually got a lot of value from what I'm sharing. And I'm just so grateful for that community, like you said, and, and the people that when we feel down sometimes or we feel like a bit negative, we go on there and you're just like, bang, you see that comment or you see that DM and you're like, man, like this is why I love what I do. Yeah. And I think we're wired to connect with others and having connection with others is definitely what spurs me along. And um, like I said, when I was doing the TEDx, something that really surprised me was you can practice a presentation or whatever. And I usually don't practice um, so much like I did for the TEDx, but because you have to have, you only have 14 minutes to share. It's a lot harder to give a presentation in a short time than it is to talk for an hour. Uh So I knew I had to be smooth with my transitions. I knew I had to really have my message narrowed down into a short version of my message. And I talk about the pacer technique that I've developed in my TEDx. And I was um, blown away because it was so different when you're in front of 2000 people mm-hmm. and I had slides that came up. And when I put the slide up of me laying in the street and you can see the blood in my leg and this and that, it, the whole audience gasped and it was like, Oh wow. They, Oh, Oh my goodness. I don't want them to feel bad. And so right after that, I said something that made them laugh and I was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't plan on saying that, but it was almost when I'm thinking back, I just wanted them to feel better. Mm-hmm. And then they laughed and I was like, Oh wow, they're laughing at me. <laughs> oh, they're laughing with me. Oh, I love this audience. Then it was the power of, I felt like we were all in it together and yeah. it was so unbelievable when you have 
those, that many people that you connect with and Mm -hmm. they got it. They were right there with me. And when you can connect with, with someone who has gone through a similar situation, you know, when you can talk about something with somebody who's like, Oh yeah, I've been there. I've done that. That's hard for me too. Whether, you know, you're saying, you know, just earlier today I had somebody reach out to me and she's like, I'm really struggling. I thought people were going to go for my fitness line and they're not going for it. And I just don't understand. I'm ready to give up. And I'm like, don't give up. I was like, I've had people that have followed me on Instagram for two years and they're just now buying my $16 book or my $7 ebook. And people, you know, you have to, to really develop a rapport and it's just every day you, it's being willing to show up and, and just share your message. And that's what I do. I'm not doing it to, I'm, let me tell you, I'm so, I'm working on it. I'm going to say I'm getting better at the whole marketing, but I haven't, I didn't know what I was doing. I've, I've, like I said before, I've been, I've spent my whole life on a dance floor and then a gym floor. And to write my book, I bought a, I wrote, hand wrote most of it, then bought a laptop. And this whole, you know, I didn't grow up on computers per se, or I, I was had a hard time with email. And yeah. it's been a whole learning experience. And it forces me to jump out of my comfort zone. And you inspire me by, you're like, I want to do a podcast. And you're like, I'm going to do this podcast. And I said, you inspire me because it's like, I want to do a podcast too. And it's been in the works and it's like, I love that you just go for it. And I love that. (laughs) And I'm so inspired that you even know how to edit a video because I am still learning. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still learning all that. Yeah. But that's, that's okay. Like I just tell people, um, like my mindset now is just like a lot of people that know me or that follow my content, they know of me as this action man, you know, that the guy that just says something is going to do it. And I don't care if I'm going to make a mistake or fail. I just go for it, like you said. Um, because I just think I'd rather just go. Like With this podcast, I've been just basically researching and figuring it out along the journey. And I'm showing up every day on Instagram, sharing with everyone, update, update, guys, this is what's happening on the podcast. And everybody, there's so many people messaging me every day, like, when is it coming? We're so excited. We just want to subscribe and listen. Oh, and I'm that's like, awesome. I'm just like, relax. Like, I'm just, I, I don't, it's not that I want it to be perfect. I just want it to be really good. You know, like yeah. I don't want to have something really just half-hearted, just me putting it out. Let me at least try my best to make something on this platform worth you guys actually um, like getting a lot of value from because I'm going to be trying my best to bring on as many people as I can who inspire me in my life. Um, and I just wish people who I follow or that follow me go and follow the people I follow, if that, if that ever makes sense. So the yeah. people that I look up to, I want other people to go and follow these people because I'm like, I look up to them for a reason. There's something, there's some impact they have in my life that I want you guys to have too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I love that too. And if, you know, we've, I've noticed that, you know, on Instagram, I'm like, there, if it's a friend of yours, they're a friend of mine, you know, because we have, we're like-minded and um, share positivity and, and kindness and yeah. your authenticity I think is what draws so many people to you. Um, and of course, when you post those crazy workouts, I'm like, when we finally meet in person, I can't uh, wait to work out with you. I can't wait for that. Dude. We're going to have fun. Definitely. And that's what my workouts are all about. Just, just have fun. Like I just go crazy. All my creativity comes out. 
sometimes like when my friends are with me or my or my manager at work that comes to the gym with me he just he just looks at me really weird like where the hell do you come up with this stuff from i'm just like yeah just i love rolling around and partying and just having fun like that's what life's about it's not about the other people that i see in the gym that are doing these heavy weights and with a miserable face and like screaming and shouting i'm like why are you doing that to yourself come over here and do some push-ups and jump around with me it's much more fun Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've been a fitness trainer for 22 years and, um, one of my clients that I have, I've had her for close to 20 years and I'm always changing up her workouts because number one, I think we have to, you know, change it up. So we stay interested and also switch it up. So you don't get stuck in a rut doing the same thing and don't see results. And also I like to have some good conversation in between as long as they keep moving, yeah. then we can talk and have fun too. But you know, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a mixture of, you know, it's always, you know, I want them to have fun. It should be fun. Yeah. Fitness should be fun. And exactly. it's about working smarter, not harder and listening to your body because for oh. so long I didn't listen to my body. I was taught as a dancer and an athlete and growing up in Texas, you're just taught, um, no pain, no gain and go heavy or go home. And so, <laughs> and there's no quitting. And I've learned through my whole journey that no, I'm resting. I'm not quitting. And there's a big difference. And I've learned to listen to my body more because listening to your body is really about having compassion and some self-love for yourself. And I pushed myself to the point where I'm honestly, I'm embarrassed to say that I pushed myself so hard. I ended up in the hospital, not once, not twice, several times. And when I ended up in the hospital, I had, when I I was septic and the doctor looked at me, I felt really sick and I went in, I thought I had the flu and I went into the doctor and while I was going to go to the doctor's appointment, they said, no, you need to go to the ER. I went to the ER And I said, you know, I might have a kidney infection because my back's been hurting. Well, I have so much pain in my leg every day that when my back hurt a little bit, I thought, well, this is great. My leg doesn't hurt as much. I can walk without a limb. And he did some blood work and he said, you're septic. We have to admit you to ICU. And it was the first time that I was really scared because he said, if you would have waited one more day, you would have died. And that's the day that everything shifted. It, I, I didn't listen. When I get hit by an SUV, I still wasn't listening. Mm. And it took me ending up in ICU for me to go, oh my God, I really have to listen to my body and stop pushing through the pain, but really have enough compassion for myself to, to listen and embrace the pain and ask, what is it teaching me? What do I, what's the best thing I can do for myself? And so, um, actually one of my clients that she actually just passed away. She, she, she was my client for 22 years and she just passed away. And she was one of the first clients that I started training when I was able to start training clients again after my accident. And she said, you know, I think you're, I felt so broken. I thought, who's going to want to train with me? Um, you know, I used to train athletes and now here I am on crutches. And she said, you know, actually, I think you're a better trainer now because you understand what 
I'm going through, you understand my ailments more, you have more compassion. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. Here I thought I'm not as good or I'm not enough or I'm broken, but I had to switch my thinking, you know, and that really helped me and it really launched my career in a different, in a different way. I train clients that are going through something that, you know, that they think, well, gosh, if she can do it, so can I. And then, and then I have clients that are like, Oh, they'll try to complain. I can't do that. Cause my knees bother me. I'm like, Oh really? Well, we yeah. can just do it this way instead. So there's always some way you can do it. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it's it, it all just it's all it's always in our mind, right? I think um, when we when we start thinking that we can't do something, I always say to people, instead of thinking you can't do something, why don't you just try? Like just just mm-hmm. take that baby step, just just try it, because loads of a lot of people I've actually told this to come and thank me later because I just tell them because that's just that's wired in me, you know. I'm one of those people that I love taking action when I want to do something, I just do it, and because. If I don't do it, it's not that I would regret it. It's just that I just, I'll, I'll just feel disappointed in myself. I'll just be like, I should have just tried it. If it, if it didn't work, it didn't work. You know, I, I, I would learn a lot from it. But the fact that I just didn't even try, you just never know until you try. And that's my message to the world um, and the people that are listening to this right now is if you, are, if you want to do something in your life right now, just go for it. Just, just try it. Just take the first step, whatever the first step may be in what you want to pursue. Um, just, just go for it because life is too short. And I think if we like, if, if you have the mindset of I might die today and you just live every day, like it's your last, you'll actually be more grateful for life. You'll be, you start pushing yourself more. You go out of your way to, to be more kind to others and just share more positivity and, get yourself away from negative people and negative energy. Cause I think right now the world needs a lot more kind people and, and more positivity instead of all the media surrounding our heads and our minds with just a lot of negativity. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think we need to be able to tap into our resilience more than ever at this time. And that's, that's literally every single time I hear that word anywhere in my life, straight away you come into my head. Because you, oh, literally, really? you literally, yeah, 100%. Honestly, every time I see the word or I listen to someone say resilience or resilient, straight away, I'm like, bang, that's Amberly. Like, that's the oh. first person that comes to me. Because you, seriously, you are so inspiring and you literally are so resilient in, in, in the mindset that you have right now. The fact that you got hit by that SUV, the fact that you still pushed yourself in training so hard after that. And like, just because you said it's wired into your life. And I think for the listeners right now, like if you want to do something, push yourself. But as Amberly said, make sure you listen to your body, you listen to yourself and you don't go over the top because sometimes you can hurt yourself even more without you even knowing. But I, w- yeah. I wanted to quickly ask actually, Amberly, because you said you had some tools that everyone can, can learn from and take away. Would you yeah. mind sharing that with everyone? Yes. Really quickly, because I know you don't, you don't have time as well. So I want to respect I know I have a client like <laughs> right now, but I do want to share this. Um, well, you know, I really thought about what is it that I do every day that enables me to get up and keep going despite my pain, to get up and keep going despite being rejected or when things don't seem to be going my way, to keep going despite being exhausted. And I really 
came up, I came up with this thing thanks to my husband because he looked at me one night and he said, you know, you really need to pace yourself. And I said, well, I am pacing myself and my pace is full throttle. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but then I really thought about it and I thought I wrote down on a dinner napkin, the word pacer. And I wrote down everything that I do every day to pace through my pain, to pace through. And it, and I realized it doesn't just help me get through my pain as my oldest daughter, I shared it with her and she said, mom, this hasn't just helped you with your pain. It has helped you with your anxiety, with your fear, and it has helped you overcome your addiction. And it stands for perspective, acceptance, community, endurance, and rest. And talk about scary and videoing. I just videoed a whole series because I'm doing a, a free challenge because I want to teach these tools to everyone who's struggling with anything right now, whether it is anxiety or fear or, or pain. Um, and so I've just put together, I'm putting together this whole video course and it's a pacer challenge. And I want to have people join to tap into their resilience because it has really changed my life. And it is really the tool that has enabled me to continue on. And I have I've had people ask me, well, how did you learn to walk again? And I was like, you know what? It is one step at a time. Sometimes it's just being able to stand up. And this pacer technique that I use is what has helped me every day to be resilient. And so that's going to be soon. I'm going to have a link on my website that people can at amberlylago.com that people can just go and sign up for and also have a community around them to support sure. you along the way. Yeah. For sure. I'm going to sign up. I'm gonna, I hope everyone listening goes and signs up at amberlylago.com. Uh, I'm super excited about that because when I first heard actually that your concept, these tools on the, um, on the TEDx talk, I loved it. I was like, wow, how the hell did she come up with that? That's so amazing. The word pace. Oh, I was like, wow, like you just, you just never stop inspiring us. And I'm so grateful that, um, that you are doing what you're doing right now to have so much of an impact in, in other people's life right now. I'm just so happy that everything that you've gone through, you've actually paced yourself and, just became so resilient that now people look up to you and be like, if she went through all of that, my challenge is like tiny. I have a very small, tiny challenge. But you know what? We all have challenges and it's all perspective and something that might not be a big deal to me is a huge deal for somebody else. Whereas something that might be a big deal to me might not be so big. It's all perspective. And the thing is, we all go through, I mean, every day, it's just being willing, just being willing to mm-hmm. say, I, I want to thrive. I want to be resilient and I'm ready to do it. Mm-hmm. And if we put together, if we, we just take one action step every day and start to shift our mindset, because when we can shift our perspective and we can have that little bit of hope, man, it just, it, it, it's worth motivation. It. Yeah. And motivation is one thing, but it really takes discipline every single day, which I know you have because I see your workout videos. <laughs> it's just the consistency and the discipline. I think you're right. Like that's one, those are two things that I'm so grateful that I have because um, like, I think, and, I, and I, that's why I do what I do. I really want, it's like, sometimes I feel like I just want to give everything in my head to others, you know, like I just want to give them everything. Cause I'm just like, if only more people lived 
or thought the way that I think right now, then they will be so much more happier in their life just because when you start something new or you're scared to do something or you're a bit nervous or a bit shy like I used to be, and then you just convince yourself that, okay, I'm, I, I don't- Wait, like, you were shy? I was shy, Ambili. Wow. <laughs> and I'm actually going <laughs> to share that. I, I'm actually going to share. I, so I, I know I'm recording this podcast in advance, but I'm actually going to share that in the first one that I release about my story and my journey. And I, and like, and I was, I was actually very shy. And today I'm just like super confident. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to sh- for everyone listening to that as well. Or if they haven't oh, listened to that's them. awesome. So, but I know you're really running out of time. So before you go, Ambili, I just wanted to say a massive thank you again for, for coming on here and, and sharing your thank wisdom. Thank you. Thank you. And I, and I wanted to do this new thing that I actually got off Jay Shetty. So if Jay Shetty ever listened to this, bro, I love you so much. And you're truly an inspiration to me in my life. Can um, I just tell you one thing about Jay Shetty really quick? Go for it. So I did this conference and he was one of the other speakers and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to share the stage with Jay Shetty. I mean, when I say share the stage, it's not like we were on the stage at the same time. He had his talk. I had my talk and we were um, in the green room and I was hanging out with some of the other people there and Jay Shetty comes back in the green room and I look over and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't often get like super, super like excited or starstruck, but I really just he he's an amazing man and he shares so much love and light and his story is amazing. Uh-huh. And they're like, well, go over there and talk. And I was like, okay. And I went over to him and I was like, could I please have a picture with you? I mean, you know, I introduced myself and it was crazy. I was actually weak in the knees. He was so kind and so humble. And then I went back to the table and sat down and they were like, Oh my gosh, you are beat red. I cannot believe your reaction. You are so like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> <laughs> so so that was my so experience amazing. with him. It was the first wow. time that I met somebody that I was actually weak in the knees. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so now my husband gives me a hard time about like, Oh yeah, I know you would leave me in a heartbeat for Jay Shetty. And I'm like, it's not <laughs> like that. If I was a woman, I, who would? <laughs> just eyes attract the whole world, right? Yeah, it's, his, it's the eyes. It's yeah. the eyes. The eyes attract everyone. But, um, but so on his podcast, he does something at the end. I think he calls it the final five. So I thought, since I love him so much, I'm going to basically just copy a little bit of his podcast. And I'm just going to change it and call it the final four. And ask like so it's just like a quick fire round. I'm gonna ask you four questions and you just have to give like a one-liner type of answer. And if anyone wants to know more, like go deeper on the answer, they can just always reach out to you and have a chat with you like that. Is that cool? Okay. I'll yep, I'll keep it as quick as I can. Okay, awesome. Because I know you're <laughs> running out of time as well. So the first question is who do you look up to and why? I look up to Oprah because I think she shares just pure love, light, kindness, and joy. Mm -hmm. I agree. Amazing. I love that. Second question is, if you lost everything today, what would you do? Be grateful that I had my health and that I was still alive. Love it. That is, that is the best answer. I think health is the most important thing you have. And I realized that even more when, you know, I wasn't sure I was going to make it. I wasn't sure I was going to live. And 
it doesn't matter if, you know, you lose everything, your career, your house. I mean, we had a lien on our house. We, I had lost my career. I had lost everything. And I was grateful that I still had my family around me and, you know, a community of amazing people and that I was alive. That's, that's amazing. And I think you're right. Health is honestly, if you don't have, if I don't have my health, I can't enjoy anything. Exactly. If I don't have my health, what good, I can't even enjoy my, if, you know, when I was struggling with addiction, you know, my pain led me to self-medicate and drink too much. And thank God I didn't do that for long. I knew that wasn't the life that I was meant for, but with, 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 you know, if I was doing that, I, I couldn't enjoy my family. Exactly. It, it, everything starts with health. Like you can, you can have the mm-hmm. most money in the world. You can have all the success, but if you don't have your health, what good is it? What good is it for you to enjoy your life and actually be happy? Exactly. That's amazing. I love that answer. Okay. The third question is who is the most inspiring person you've ever met? I would say Brendan Burchard. Love it. Because um, I did a conference and, um, we, he spoke on the stage after me and I actually got to listen to his talk that sometimes, you know, you're backstage being nervous about your talk, but I was done. So I got to listen and let me tell you, he's definitely gone through some hard times. He's worked his butt off to get to where he is. And when he gets on stage, he's, He's amazing and he mm-hmm. shares from the heart. Yeah. So I'm inspired by his story. I'm inspired by his work ethic and I'm inspired that he um, is where he is today because of all his hard work. No, definitely. I agree. I actually looked into his story as well. I haven't actually read his book yet, but I looked into his story and I've seen so many of his videos um, and he's just the way he speaks and even his journey really inspired me because he was one video he made. Um, I'm going to quickly touch on that. He was talking about how he never used to like making videos and he was super shy to make videos and he used to speak. His speaking was just terrible. He never had the right grammar. He never was saying the right things. He always used to make mistakes. Um, and as he started making more and more and more videos and inspiring more and more people, he started learning from all of that experience. He started bettering himself. And today he's like, this is why I can just, switch on the camera and speak from the heart guys because I just learned a lot and I failed a lot and mm. that, that really inspired me because I was like I want to you know I'm a speaker right now and for me to get better to be someone like that to speak on stage the way he does with that much energy and passion I was like this is someone I have to follow and, and, and basically learn from on a daily basis mm-hmm. so, so I love him so much um, the last question for you Amberly is what's the one piece of life advice you would give someone listening to this right now I would say to keep it short with grit and grace, you can be resilient. <laughs> keep it that short. I'm just going to literally end it, end it on that note. That was just let every, let that sink in everyone. That was, that was amazing. <laughs> well, um, cause it takes, it takes so much grit. And like I said, by the grace of God, I am able to do the things to, to, you know, that I'm here. And, I think that no matter what our circumstances are, um, you know, sometimes our path is redirected. Um, No matter if we've lost everything, no matter, no matter what we have the choice to thrive and we have the choice and we have the ability with the right tools. And that's something that, 
you know, I don't want to just inspire people. I want to give them tools that they can apply and implement into their life. So they, we all have resilience. We all have that source of resilience, a never ending well of resource within us. And it's all we have to do is just have the tools to tap into that source so we can thrive. So inspiring, <laughs> literally just, just soaking it all in. I hope everyone literally got a lot of value from from this session um, with you, Amberly. I just wanted to say again, mm-hmm. like a massive thank you for for all your wisdom and everything you shared. Um, and I'm just so grateful thank that you. I'm so grateful that you're in my life and like I'm. Oh, I I'm grateful you. for you. <laughs> and even though we haven't met in person, I feel like we've known each other our whole me life. Too. Yeah, me too. I remember saying that to you like a couple mm-hmm. couple months ago when we were speaking over text messages. And I was like, I know we've never met, but I'm just so grateful. I, f- I feel like you're basically like you live with me <laughs> you I, I feel like you're that close to me because i see you every single day on social media and i'm just like just super, just inspires me just from knowing what you've been through to where you are today and how you're just so resilient and you keep going even though sometimes your body says amberly you need to relax <laughs> that's been my biggest learning lesson and when it yeah. came to pacer the last part of pacer is rest or the R is for rest. And believe me, I wanted to take it off and just call it pace. Uh (laughs) And and even my husband was like, he was like, yeah, you do all these things, but that rest part, he was like, you are full of crap. You don't rest. And I said, (laughs) well, I'm still learning to rest. And the universe continues to teach me how important it is to rest because we can't be resilient without resting we have to recharge and reboot and replenish ourselves and resting if we really want to claim our resilience we need to stop by strategically stopping and giving ourselves the tools and the resources to recover mentally physically and spiritually 100 percent. i think resting really is the most i like i know a lot of people say hustle grind five hours sleep four hours sleep but i really do think when I get a good minimum of eight hours sleep, the next day I am, I am, if you think I'm pumped all the time, I'm super pumped when I get good sleep. Like, <laughs> You're so, really not shy when you get that good sleep. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like I really go crazy that day. Like, and a lot of people that are close to me, they know how much energy I have and they always ask me how I have so much. And I'm like, I'm one of those Gary V's, you know, I just have a lot of natural energy because I love what I do. I'm so passionate and, and I just, I just want to keep it real with people like this podcast, to be honest, even if you're listening right now, I don't have a clue where it's going to go or what's happening, but I just keep it real. I just want you guys to see the journey and just, just, just learn from what we're going through. And, and I think that's, that's why a lot of people connect with me anyways. Cause I just, I'm just, be, I just be myself. I don't need to be someone that I'm not. Cause a lot of people that I've heard on podcasts, pretend to be someone they're not. They start putting on the voice like, hello everyone. This is, this is the podcast. And I just kept it simple. Like I'm just gonna, yeah. I just keep. I like keep it simple is one of my mottos actually. Yeah, it's actually I learned something at an event one day, and it was actually the the acronym KISS. Keep it super simple. I love that. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like that's a really good one to share with everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Amberly, I know I, I really I respect your time a lot, so um, I, I I I'm I'm gonna end it over here. But where can everybody find you? Like on on what platforms or what? How can they reach out to you? Or ask um, on Instagram at Amberly Logo Motivation, you can find you know my website there. Um, I'm active. I'm always I always have some crazy story going on. <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> usually with my daughter. Um, but mainly I just like, you can get my book there or on Amazon, True Grit and Grace at, at any of your local bookstores, but you can find anything at my website, amberlylago.com or on Instagram at amberlylagomotivation. Cool. Amazing. And I think guys, honestly, you need to check her out. Go, please go follow her. Please check out her book. And honestly, if there's, if there's one thing you do from listening to this podcast, please go onto YouTube and please watch her TEDx talk. Because honestly, I'm not even joking. You will get goosebumps from that TEDx talk that she did. Oh, it was so amazing. I actually watched it twice. You. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you are so sweet. Thank you so yeah. much. And I, and I left such a long comment. So I'm sorry about that, but it was such... It was so that means the world to me. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's okay. You're welcome. And I think, so if anyone, if you're listening and you don't know where to find it, on you can just go into YouTube and type in Amblilago or just type in The Pace of Pain. That, that's what it was called. Oh yeah. The Pace of Pain um, or Amberly Lago TEDx and it'll pop up. And it'll pop up. Yeah, definitely. So Amberly, thank you so much for being on here. Again, like super grateful that you said yes and, and you shared so much wisdom and I hope everyone got a lot of value and I know they have because I certainly sat here in awe just listening to your, to your story again. It gets well, me thank you for the opportunity to share with your audience and just to be your first on your podcast. I'm yeah. so honored. Thank you. I'm so, I'm so grateful to have you to be the first person. So I wanted to start this with a bang and Amberly, you're going to, you're going to make sure that that's going to happen. Oh, <laughs> thank happen. you. Thank you. But thank you so much. And I'll definitely catch up with you very, very soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Take care. And um, I'll see you guys soon. If you're still there, I just want to say a massive thank you for your attention and your time. It really means a lot to me. Please do me one favor and subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends and leave a rating on whichever platform you're listening to this. It would honestly mean the world to me. Thank you so much once again. I hope that this episode brought value and inspiration into your life and I'll see you guys next week.